The following message is brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church and Pastor Joshua Ermler. Uh, we're going to be starting a new series over the next couple of weeks that we're simply going to call the Christmas Presence. And we're looking forward just to diving into a couple of weeks of this whole idea of Jesus, God in the flesh, coming to live among us. And what are the implications of that? What does that mean for us here today? And so we're going to be in Luke chapter number 10 is where we're going to start out. We'll begin in verse number 38 and we'll go through verse number uh, 42 here today. Uh, If you're visiting with us today, we're glad you're here. Uh, At the end of the service, you'll have an opportunity just to fill out a connection card. We'd love to have a record of your attendance with us today. We'll be able to kind of tell you about some upcoming events and things that are going on here at the church, and so we're glad that you're a part today. Uh, For those of you who are physically able, I'd like to invite you here uh, to stand at a respect for God's Word as we spend some time reading the Gospel of Luke chapter number 10. Let's begin in verse number 38, and we'll read down to verse number 42. Here's what the Word of God says in Luke chapter number 10 and verse number 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha, all right, we're going to focus on her in a moment, received him into her house, verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary. Notice what Mary did, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, uh, do thou now care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Uh, Bid her, therefore, that she should come and help me. Verse 41, And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, why are thou careful and troubled about many things? But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we love you. Thank you so much, Lord, for your goodness to us. And over the last few days, we've had an opportunity just to reflect on, Lord, not just, Lord, the good that you provide to us, Lord, but the good that you are to us, Lord, the good that is in your very essence. Lord, I pray that you'd meet with us this morning. I pray that as we dive into your word, Lord, that it would reveal something about what you would have for us to know and how to live, Lord, as we move forward. Uh, Thank you so much for this church, Lord, for those who uh, put it in their schedule to be a part of this. I pray, Lord, that our time together would honor and glorify your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, there are some individuals who throughout this Christmas season will really enjoy it and, and will take time to pause and, and really reflect on what the season is really supposed to be all about, remembering and celebrating the coming of God in the flesh is Jesus Christ, literally Emmanuel being God with us. And, and yet for a lot of us, especially Westerners, Americans, the reality is this season, we get so busy, we, we get so kind of bogged down running here, running there, that we really forget what this season is supposed to be all about. And, and our mind goes here, our mind goes there, and before we know it, we have totally just kind of moved through this season without really even reflecting what it's all about. And there are individuals and maybe even some folks in this room, and, and four weeks from now, you're going to get through the Christmas season, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to be irritable, you're going to be stressed out, you're going to be m- wondering where the money's going to come to pay for the you know, gifts that were purchased. And, and yet the reality is, I believe, God has something much more for us. And there are definitely some things for us to glean from this passage about really what it means to enjoy and experience 
uh, the true Christmas spirit. So let me give you a little background, and then we'll dive into our text. Uh, For those of you who just came in inside your service program, uh, there's an outline that you can use to follow along with the Bible study, and we'll do our best uh, to kind of walk through this here a little bit today. Here in this passage, Jesus shows up in town, and they really, for all practical you know, purposes, they have a celebration of sorts, all right? Jesus has come to town, they're celebrating this, and there's a party for him, you could say. So Martha starts getting the food ready, just like you would at any good celebration, at any good party. She gets to work, of course she realizes people are going to be a part of her house, and so she's just busy. While uh, Mary, on the other hand, notice what it says here, just sits at the feet of Jesus, verse number 39. Now, bear with me for a moment, but this is kind of what Christmas is all about. It's a celebration that Jesus showed up. Literally, Emmanuel, God with us. For thousands of years, the prophets prophesied the coming of the Messiah. And now all of a sudden he shows up. And here, 2,000 years later, we, we celebrate, we party the fact that he showed up, that God came. And And the reality is, we are going to find ourselves in one of these two places during this Christmas season. Are we going to find ourselves as a Martha, or are we going to find ourselves as a Mary? And as we move through the Christmas season, it's so easy to look to a million things smaller than God to be the present. And, and, you know, gifts are a wonderful tradition, and they're a wonderful part of the Christmas holiday season. And yet the reality is, as Christians, as believers, we can move through this season and really forget the fact that uh, his presence is the present. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. And so as a way of a theme this morning, I want you to see with us, Jesus' presence, it is the present. And I guess the question I have for you, the question I have for us is, how are we experiencing that present? I mean, if his presence is really what this thing is all about, and man, it's awesome. We get these traditions, we get these different opportunities, but how are you doing at enjoying and experiencing the true present, which is the presence of God here this Christmas? That's what we're going to dive into. Notice verse number 39 as we move through our text here today. The Bible says here, it says, and uh, Martha was cumbered, verse 40, about with much serving. The word cumbered simply means mentally distracted. It means flustered. It means irritated. Have you ever gotten like this before? Have you ever been mentally distracted? I know for me this can happen quite a bit. Mentally distracted, you get a little bit flustered, you start to get irritated. And here's exactly what was happening for Martha during the season is here Jesus, literally the Messiah, shows up, and rather than really enjoying his presence, rather than basking in the reality of who he is, all she can think about is what needs to get done. She's flustered, she's irritated, she's mentally distracted. And I wonder as we move through this Christmas season, how are we going to find ourselves? Well, Martha was distracted and flustered. We see Mary, on the other hand, very calm. And serene as she simply spends time enjoying the presence of Jesus. Which leads us to our first thought here this morning, and that's simply this. In the presence of Jesus, we can experience a place where we can forget our cares. Where we can forget our cares. Martha, she's cumbered. She's flustered. She's irritated. She's stressed out. Does that sound like anybody maybe during the holidays? you ever get there? Man, all the stuff that has to get done for Thanksgiving, all the things that have to get done for, you know, uh, the 
Christmas parties and the wrapping the presents and all these things. And all of a sudden, before we know it, we totally forget what the season is all about. And we become irritated. We're flustered. We're stressed out. We're cumbered. We can, but yet, in the presence of Jesus, like with Mary, we can forget our cares. When we're truly being, let's say it this way, present of his presence. Now think about this. As you and I are totally absorbed, as we are present, as we are present in his presence, when we are, we could say it this way, aware of his reality, when we're truly living in the now, we don't have to concern ourselves with past regrets or with future worries. We can forget our cares and simply enjoy the beauty of being fully present in his presence right here right now and that's the wonder that is the beauty of the presence of god philippians chapter number four verse six says it this way be careful that word we we would use the word anxious all right we may not use that word careful in modern day and age be careful be anxious for nothing why why should we be anxious for nothing why why should we not get stressed out for nothing this is in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to, uh, known unto god what happens when we become anxious what what should be our knee-jerk reaction when we start getting a little stressed out it says go to god go to his presence go to it in prayer notice what Esther says and what happens at this point and the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus the reality is, as we take our stress, as we take our anxieties, and we take them to the presence of Jesus, as we allow our lives to be absorbed in his presence, the Bible says, and the peace of God, literally that passive understanding, this is a peace that doesn't even make sense. This is a peace that goes beyond just all your circumstances being right. This is a peace that goes beyond just your ability to orchestrate your world. This is a peace that doesn't even make sense. In the midst of your difficulties, this is peace. In the midst of hard times, you can experience peace. Why? Because this is a peace that passes understanding. It shall keep our hearts and minds. How? In his presence. You see, the presence of God is the present. That is the gift this Christmas. That is the big gift this season. And the question is, are we experiencing that? In all the hubbaloo of, of Christmas, the season, it's so easy. You've got to run here, run there, do this, do that. And before we know it, we're nothing more than Martha's. Doing good things. Serving in good ways. But not truly experiencing the present of His presence. The gift of his reality, absorbed in who he is. Some of you may or may not be familiar with a lady by the name of Corrie Ten Boom. Uh, Corrie was a Dutch Christian who helped Jews escape the Nazi Holocaust. And, and literally, it's an amazing story. Um, they would literally hide people out in her home. And, and uh, for this, eventually, as a young woman, uh, she was sent to a concentration camp for aiding these uh, Jews here in her country. While in those concentration camps, she experienced just some horrible atrocities, as if she had been a, a Jew herself, is the way those Nazis began to treat her. She did survive and later on documented all the atrocities in a book that was simply entitled The Hiding Place. Uh, in her book, she made this statement. She said this, when you look within, you'll be depressed. When you look without, you'll get distressed. 
But look to Jesus, and you'll find you can be at rest. And can I remind us, church, of this reality? Man, you start looking around. You, you, you watch the news for just the shortest amount of time. Maybe you look at your financial situation, or maybe you look to your health situation, maybe you would look to your relationships, maybe you'd look to your family, and the reality is if we get looking around too much, we're going to find some things that most definitely cause our hearts to become a little anxious and a little bit depressed. I think if, if we were to look long and hard enough, all of us could, could find some of those things. And the reality is if we, we look within, you know, we start to look at, you know, maybe what can I do about this and, and what can I do about that, we realize that we're deficient. That in and of ourselves, we don't have what it takes to meet the challenges that are before us. And this is why it's so important to truly be individuals and believers who are experiencing the very real presence of God. Because it is in that that we can truly find rest. Now, as you read this passage, I want to caveat this by saying this, this passage is not implying that we shouldn't work this passage is not implying that we should not serve one another. It's not implying that we shouldn't minister. But what it's speaking of is that we can always be in a state of abiding calmness, even in the midst of our service. We can experience a serenity even in the midst of our labor and our love for other people. We don't have to get like Martha being cumbered as we move through these things, mentally distracted, irritated, stressed out, as we just simply abide in the presence of Jesus. So, first of all, we saw this morning, when we're truly present in the presence of Jesus, we'll experience a place where we can literally forget our cares. But let's keep reading. Notice, notice what it says here next. Here we see Martha was worried about physical nourishment. What, we, what was she going to feed Jesus? What was she going to feed the disciples? What was she going to feed those people who came to her home? Martha was worried about the physical nourishment. Well, Mary was more concerned with, with getting her soul fed. Which leads us to our second thought this morning, and that is simply this. In the presence of Jesus, we'll also experience a place where we can feed our soul. Where we can feed our souls. You see, as we experience, like Mary, the very real presence of Jesus, as we experience in our daily lives, we're going to find that there is a nourishment, there is a fulfillment, there is a satisfaction that nothing else in this world can provide. And yet the world runs around, and, and all of us are guilty of this, we, we look to things smaller than Jesus to give us a sense of ultimate satisfaction, do we not? I mean, maybe there's some people in this room and, and you're looking to your career to provide you a sense of ultimate satisfaction. That if I can just get to this rung on the ladder, then at some point I'll experience the fulfillment that my soul so desperately longs for. And, and maybe for others, maybe, those, maybe you're here and, and you're not married and, and you're not in a relationship and you think, if I can just find that perfect individual, if I can just get married to the right person, they will bring me the ultimate satisfaction of my heart. And so we literally begin to anchor our hope for satisfaction we begin to anchor our hope for fulfillment in some person and, and even as married folks we begin to do this in our marriages we begin to anchor our hope for satisfaction and fulfillment in our spouse and our husband and our wife only to find after time that there will come a moment because they are human that they will let us down no individual can fulfill that place of ultimate satisfaction in your heart because it is a space in your soul that was created for only jesus to fill 
And as long as you're looking to some career to fill that void, that hope for satisfaction, as long as we're looking to a person to fill that void, to fill that hope for satisfaction. For many in our world in which we live, they look to finances and money. If I can just make enough, then I'll be ultimately satisfied. I'll be ultimately fulfilled. I'll finally be happy. The reality is that nothing in this earth can bring us the ultimate satisfaction that our soul so desperately longs for. You see, that is something that only the presence of Jesus can provide. It's no wonder that so many Christians are lacking in in spiritual energy and vitality. It's no wonder that we struggle just to have the spiritual energy that we need to to be what we believe God desires us to be. It's because we're not feasting on the only thing that energizes, the only thing that satisfies, the only thing that nourishes, and that's the very real presence of Christ. You see, when we are truly being present in His presence... When we're truly coming to that place where we're truly experiencing the presence of God, we're truly aware of His reality right here, right now. When we're truly getting to the place where we are living in the now that God exists in, we don't have to look for fulfillment in things that can't ultimately satisfy. We don't start, we don't look to the future. When we're living right here, when we're living right now, our minds don't go to the future of something that might satisfy in the future that, you know, we hope could satisfy. Why? Because our minds are stayed on Him. Our minds are focused on Him. We're right here. We are right now. And so our minds don't drift into the future of what might one day provide future satisfaction because we realize according to colossians that god has given us everything that we need for life and for godliness in the person of jesus christ everything you need to be happy everything that you need to be satisfied and everything you need to be fulfilled you have right here right now in the person of christ you say i need some more joy you have access to all the joy that you need in jesus You say, yeah, I need Jesus, but I need Jesus plus this relationship. You say, well, I just need a better job or more money. And yeah, I know I need Jesus, but I need Jesus plus more money. I need Jesus plus a better job. And I'm, I'm here to remind you that in Christ and in Christ alone is everything that you need for life and for godliness. This is why this Bible reminds us in Psalms 34 and verse number 8. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The Bible calls us to to literally experience the presence of God. It's only in the presence of God that we can feed our souls. It's only in his presence. It's only in living in his abiding presence that we really experience satisfaction and fulfillment. When we're living in His presence, we don't have to look for fulfillment in things that ultimately cannot satisfy. When we're living in His presence, we can experience and enjoy the full satisfaction that is ours simply in being fully present in His presence right here, right now. What do you need to be satisfied? 
Remember when we were kids, we had the little Christmas list, and we'd write it out. I, you know, we wanted this game, this toy, and all these different things. And if we could just get that under the Christmas tree that, that Christmas morning, then we're like, then I can be happy. Then I can be satisfied. Then I can be fulfilled. And the reality is, as adults, we're, we're, you know, we're more mature than that. But if we're not careful, we add different things to the list. I need, I need my health situation to be this. I need my relationship to be that. I need my bank account to be those things. If I'm going to be satisfied, if I'm going to be fulfilled, if I'm going to be nourished and content, this is what has to happen, God. And, and here what the Bible is teaching us is in the very real present and presence of God, you can be fully satisfied. You say, no, I need, I need something more. No, in Christ, you can be fully satisfied. In your service program, I think they put this note, that nothing can satisfy your heart except the one who created it. Nothing can satisfy your heart except the one who created it. So in the presence of Jesus, you'll experience a place where we can feed our souls and find true, fulfilling satisfaction. Notice verse number 42. Finally, Martha goes to Jesus and literally begs her, hey, tell Mary, tell my sister, tell her to get involved with all of this stuff. And Jesus tenderly and kindly says to her, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. You're anxious about too much. You're stressed out about too much. I wonder if Jesus would say that to any of us this Christmas season. Hey, hey Josh, you're too stressed out about this. Hey, you're just, you're too anxious about that. You're running around trying to make it all work. You're trying to figure this whole thing out. And, and it's like, as if Jesus is saying, just chill out. Calm down. And notice what he says. He says, one thing is needful. What is needful for the believer? What's needful for the Christian? Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. What, what, what did Mary choose? The presence of Jesus. To simply experience his presence. Can I simply say this? We live in a day and age where we can get so enamored. I mean, it's, there's so much vying for our attention. There's so many cool things all out there everywhere. And, and the reality is we begin to get kind of just nullified to the reality that Jesus is enough. He is enough. You say, well, I, I want Jesus plus this better relationship. That's great. But I want to tell you he's enough in and of himself. Everything that you need for life and godliness, everything you need to be happy and joy-filled and peace-filled, everything you need to just demonstrate the very real love of Christ, you have in his abiding presence. As you abide in him and he abides in you, that's when great things begin to happen. But we've gotten to a place as believers where we need more than just the abiding presence of Christ. And so Jesus says this one thing is needful. You see, when our priorities get all out of whack, our lives get out of balance. And this leads us to our final thought this morning, and that is simply this. In the presence of Jesus, we'll experience a place where we can focus our priorities. 
we can focus our priorities. You see, when our priorities, and, and I think all of us have been here, I know I've been here, when our priorities start just going here and going there, and, and our priorities are no longer aligned with biblical directives, lives get out of balance, and this is when life becomes chaotic and stressful. You know why you get stressed out? Your life's out of balance. You see, stress and uh, chaos, it's literally an indicator that something in my life is not aligned with his biblical priorities. When, when you're feeling anxious, you're feeling stressed out, and you're feeling just, this is the word in, that was used in the Bible, cumbered. Let that be an internal indicator, an internal reminder that something in your life is out of priority. Something's not aligned. And so God in his, in his comfortable grace, or I should say uncomfortable grace, allows us to know, he gives us a signal that something's out of whack through allowing some anxiety, some stress, some chaos into our life. So we'll be reminded that, wait a second, there's a priority here that's not aligned. Some of you may have heard this story before. Uh, I grew up in a family, there was five of us boys that lived in the home, we had two sisters, seven, seven kids in all, and uh, I remember on one occasion, I, I think I would have been probably 12 or 13 years old, uh, we had uh, one of these huge tube televisions, you know, the, I mean, now they're like so flat and thin, you can't even hardly see them, you know, when you turn them sideways, uh, but how many of you remember back in the days when there used to be these big tube televisions, things and th- stuff like that, well, we lived in this two-story home, and uh, on one particular occasion, I don't know, remember what was going on. It was maybe a holiday or something like that. My dad decided that he was going to take the, the, the television. He was going to carry it from the upstairs, and he was going to carry it downstairs. And so he was doing the best he could. And, and uh, as he got to the top, I don't know if one of the guys or something had left like a blanket or a pillow or something at the top of the stairs. But when he got ready to take that first step, he literally toppled down the stairs. I mean, we're all standing there looking at him, and it was not pretty to say the least. I mean, the TV went down. He went over it. The TV landed on top of him. He's just rolling down the stairs. It was, it was pretty sad. I mean, literally, uh, kind of a couple weeks later, he literally had to do surgery on his knee. It was that bad. And I remember when he hit the bottom, all we heard was, oh, you know. Me and my little brothers were all sitting there, and none of us could say a thing. We we're just looking at our dad, this massive TV's on top of him. When finally my brother Micaiah said what all of us were thinking, dad, is the TV still going to work? <laughs> He's there, his legs twisted up over You see, in that moment, we as, we as the kids kind of got some things out of whack. We, we were prioritizing things above the Father. You ever been there? All you could think about, all you could focus on was this, this gift, this thing that the Father's trying to bring you. But you didn't have time to focus on the Father himself. And the reality is, as we move into this Christmas season, we have an opportunity here really to to recognize that Emmanuel, this, this idea that God is with us, that is the great gift of Christmas. The big present this Christmas 
is his presence and the opportunity that you and I have to abide in his presence. I think they're going to put this on the screens, but prioritizing the presence of God in our lives produces the presence of God in our lives. You say, what is that? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, Matthew chapter number 6, verse 33 says it this way. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. As you focus on the Father, as you focus on his presence, his joy will come. As you prioritize the Father, his peace will come. As you focus on the Father, that, that abiding experience of his affirmation and his love, you'll begin to experience that. Because it is only in abiding in his presence that you get to experience his presence, his gifts, his blessings. But the ultimate present is his presence. When we truly when we're truly being what I'll call present in his presence, literally aware of his reality, what some of the ancients used to call practicing the presence of God, when we're living in that reality and truly living in the now, the, see, God isn't bound by time, and this is kind of a theological, philosophical perspective on this, but God lives outside the realm of time. There is not past and future to God. There is only now. And the moment we as human beings, we start thinking about future, we start regretting the past, worrying about the future, we escape to a realm that God's there. God lives in the now. He lives in the present. He lives in the here. And as long as we are present in his presence, as long as we're experiencing the reality of right here and right now, but the moment you get worrying about future and, and regretting the past, you're moving to a realm that God ultimately does not want us to live in. He wants us to live in the realm he lives in, and that is here, that is now, that is presence. You know, how easy is it for us to allow our minds to wander? To be absorbed with the worries of tomorrow. I mean, even Jesus told us, hey, take no thought of tomorrow. For tomorrow will take care of itself. Don't worry about it. Don't grow anxious about it. I wonder how many people in this room, if we were to hook your brain up to some type of machine, do you spend more time in the past, guilt, regret, Shame? Do you spend time in the future, worries, anxiety, stressing about what we'll do? How are we going to pay the bills? How is this work going to work out? How many of us just simply experience the presence of Christ in the present? Just abiding in the reality of the now. When we're truly being present in his presence, aware of his reality, truly living in the now, our lives don't get tossed to and fro by competing priorities. We can enjoy the moment for what it is rather than wishing for something different. And if we're not careful, this is what too many of us do. We live our minds wishing we had a different spouse, wishing we had a different job, wishing we had more money, wishing for this and wishing for that, when in reality we have the opportunity to simply to abide in his presence. 
in the presence of Jesus, we'll experience a place where, one, we can forget our cares, where we can feed our souls and find true satisfaction, and three, where we can focus our priorities and experience balance. So you say, what's the big takeaway this morning? If, if we had to kind of tie this up into a nice little bow, what's, what's the takeaway? I want to encourage you to practice being present to his presence in the present. You say, as we're moving through the holiday season, recognize that the gift, his ultimate gift was Emmanuel. God with us. How are you doing at practicing being present? Do you live in the past, the worries, the regrets, the guilt of the past? Wishing you would have done this different, wishing you would have done that different, wishing you would have done those things. Man, if, we, if I would have, if I'd have done something different with my children, if I would have done something different, you know, in my college years, do you live your life in the past? Or do you live your life in the future worrying about how this is going to take place, worse, stressing out about how you're going to pay this bill, worried about what's going to happen here? Or are you just truly aware? It's hard. I realize, even in a service like this, it is hard for us just to even stay aware for like 30 minutes. How many of you, even in this service, have found your mind wandering? I won't make you raise your hand. <laughs> oh, whoa, that's awkward. But you know what I mean? I mean, it's really hard for us to stay present. Most of us didn't do it for 30 minutes. And that's okay. I, I get you. If I were in your place, I probably would have struggled too. We're just not good as human beings of being present in his presence. Of being fully absorbed in the reality of who he is and where we're at. We are notorious for allowing our minds to flitter here and flitter there. And we don't know what it is to just practice very real presence. Just being fully absorbed, being fully aware of now. That is where God meets us. That's where we experience God. And so Jesus comes to Martha and says, she's chosen a better thing. One thing is needful, and that is the presence of God. I want to encourage you to practice being present to his presence in the present. Practice it. It's something that we must work at. Aware of his reality, just living in the now. So how do we practically experience his presence? That's a real question, right? How do we do this? At the end of the day, you know, how does, how does this get accomplished? I want to encourage you to come back next week, and we're going to really dive in. We're going to unpack how do we manifest, how do we flesh this thing out, because the, most of us as human beings, we're not good at experiencing the present presence of God. So how do we practice his presence on a moment-by-moment -moment basis? How do we get absorbed in the now to experience him for who he is? And we're going to take some time next week, and we're going to unpack a little bit of how do we functionally, practically experience this. But as we end, I want to ask you this question. How are we doing at simply enjoying the presence of God? Did you enjoy the presence of God this week? Did you just, did you just 
I'm not, I'm not even asking, did you read your Bible, per se? Because there's a lot of us who read our Bible, and we just kind of go through the motions of it, and we really didn't even spend any time with God. Our minds weren't engaged in it. Our hearts weren't in it. Just going through motions. But how do we do this? And here's what's going to surprise you. As we go through the scriptures, I think even those of you who have been in church for a long time are going to be surprised by all the ways we truly can experience the manifest presence of God. Don't miss next Sunday as we continue our series, The Christmas Presence. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thanks once again for tuning in.